This morning, church, as we remain standing, I'm going to ask uh, Multimedia to bring my slide for last Sunday's message where I was talking about destiny calls. And I said to you, there's a difference between success and destiny. Children of God are called beyond success to fulfilling destiny. The Bible says in Psalm 73 and verse 24, the nearly living translation, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. And I said to you, you make destiny by allowing yourself to be guided by the counsel and the instructions of God. And I pray that none of us who meet our destiny in Jesus' name. Again, I gave you the definition of destiny in a slide that says destiny is the future to which or future or end to which a person is destined or appointed. It is the direction everyone that has sense, honestly, should be headed. I said to you, you will meet people on the way to destiny and you, you will need people on the way to destiny. Generally, the people you meet on the way to destiny are not the ones you want to meet. You are still people you need to meet. And those you meet will be destiny killers. And may the Lord deliver us from them. You're going to meet destiny swappers who will try to change your star for a lower star. May they fail in Jesus' name. The people we need to meet will be destiny helpers. Like Saul servant, may our destiny helpers locate us and help us onto destiny in Jesus' name. We're going to meet destiny instructors like Naomi who brought a broken woman to become to come into the lineage of the Christ. May our destiny's instructors not be afraid. May they speak. May we hear them. May we respond that destiny will become our reality in Jesus name. And so this morning bringing the message to an end to open up another vista I want you to listen to me very carefully. There is destiny and predestination. I want you to bring that slide. Destiny and predestination. The scripture says in the Passion Translation of the Bible, Ephesians 2 and verse 10b, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. And the good works we would do to fulfill that destiny. A lot of people do not understand that destiny is just not about, just about you. Before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. May we not miss our destiny. If we miss destiny, it means that all our living, all our getting, all our doing means nothing. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. The good works. When we come to church, we need to hear what it is God wants us to do so that we fulfill destiny, so that we don't miss destiny. Father, we thank you that beyond predestination, that is the plan. There will be destiny, destiny will happen concerning us. The Bible says God said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for good and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. To bring you to the place of an expected end. The place of destiny as predestined. Father, may help us not to walk away from the plan of God. Help us to receive the instructions and in righteousness that we may do the good works by which we will fulfill our destiny. May none of us continue to be fooled by the enemy that we can just do what we want and we're going to get to destiny. Lord, open our understanding this morning. Bless every one of us. We pray in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to close this meeting, uh, this message um, on Sunday. Oh, sorry about the um, the hymn. I'm just so fired up. That scripture says before we were born. Look at your neighbor for me and say before you were born. Don't be afraid of person before you were born. 
God planned in advance your destiny. Do you understand that? Are you ready for that? And he says, and the good works, he planned the good works you will have to do to fulfill your destiny. Help me tell your neighbor that God planned the good works you must do if you are going to fulfill destiny. Now ask if I say, do you know what the good works are? Big question. And the answer to that question will be found in Jeremiah 3 and verse 15. Jeremiah 3 and verse 15. The New Living Translation. God planned in advance the destiny and the good works. One is the bridge to the other one. That we may fulfill it. Imagine Moses staying in Jethro's house in the land of Midian. Had a job, was married, had some children and never went back to the good works he was supposed to do. How would he ever fulfill destiny? I said to you on Sunday, you can have a job, you can have money, you can have some houses. It doesn't mean you're fulfilling destiny. Moses had all that in Midian. But God so merciful went back to fetch him because success is not necessarily the same as fulfilling destiny. Anyone that walks away from the good works that God asked him to do is not going to make destiny. I can give you another example. What about Joseph? Joseph wanted to stay in Potiphar's house. He finally had a job. And his master trusted him and it was only his wife that was beyond reach. The man was living good and from where he's coming, and that's the story of a lot of us, so traumatized by the past, he was just happy to find a safe heaven. And he would try to stay there. If he stayed there for the rest of his life, he would succeed, but would he make destiny? Today, the average Nigerian just wants to have a house, eat, drink, and a field. And some, some preachers say, that's it. No, that's not it. God, before you were born, planned your destiny. You are not your own. You did not design yourself. Bible says children are like arrows in the quiver of a blessed man. And you know what? The, the wise man will spring load every arrow and aim the arrow towards a target. And every arrow that doesn't make target did not really make destiny. God did not design you as an accident. You are supposed to be aimed at a target. And the, the, when God aims a child at a target, it's called predestination. Those he knew, he predestined. Then he called them. Then he justified them. Then he glorified them. Are you with me this morning? Bring up my scripture. I told you I don't want any video when I'm preaching. Can you stay with me? The New Living Translation, stay with me. No videos. The answer to that God pre planning our destiny and the good works by which we fulfill it is found in this scripture. The Bible says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Who will guide you? The Bible says, he will guide me with his counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. And God is not going to come down from the heavens. He's done that. He's sitting in heaven now. But he has representatives he will send to help him in the job of guiding you to a glorious destiny. He says, I will give you. And that's the problem a lot of us find ourselves shepherds. Instead of asking God, who should be the shepherd? I will give you shepherds after my own heart. There's a difference between a shepherd and a shepherd after the heart of God. There's a difference between a king like Saul and a king like David, a man after God's heart. Who I'm preaching good this morning. I will give you sh shepherds after my own heart. Who will what? Guide you with knowledge and what? Understanding. The blind cannot lead the blind. Let me make something clear to you this morning. And I don't mean to rouse any trouble but a man of God has to speak like a man of God there's a difference between a preacher and a man of God a preacher is somebody that can preach a man of God is the person that hears from God and most and generally he can also preach 
You do the math yourself. What is God saying? Ask a lot of people, what is God saying? Many times, men preach from a book that they have or from their sense. Some of us seek the heart of God. I will give you a shepherd after my own heart. Whilst they're talking about success, we are talking about destiny. That's the difference. And so, through the ministry of shepherds that God has prepared, he continues to guide us to the destiny he prepared before we're born. As they show us the good works we must do to fulfill that destiny. What is it about us that we don't like to be told anything? How can someone guide you if you will not follow? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want when it comes to the fulfillment of my destiny. He makes me to lie down. Can I make you do anything? He is the shepherd. I am the under shepherd. He makes me to lie down. He appoints me to make you to lie down. You too struggle. You too do shakara. You too all over the place. Lie down baby. Just be quiet. Be still. Let the Lord fight for you your battle. Come on Wednesday you're going to find out something. He leads me beside still waters. How can the Lord guide you when you will not be led? Every man doing his own thing. Every man a law unto himself. Destiny is at risk in this generation. I told my children in the car this morning, I said, I don't want you to acquire everything, think you're all that and a bag of potato chips and when you face God, God says nothing. There's nothing in your record. Listen, heaven has no record of your house, your job, nothing like that. It's the good works. Bible says the saints will die and their good works will follow them. Destiny is calling Destiny is waiting. I pray that destiny will not be wasted. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, we meet on the way to destiny. Those that we meet. Those that we need. (laughs) uh, And those that will guide. Those that you will meet, we want to swap your destiny. We want to kill your destiny. Those that you need will give you instructions. They will help you. And they're the destiny guides. The last category are the guides. When you want to go to a territory you've never been before, what do you do? You appoint a guide. When you go to a city you don't even understand, they have people that will guide you. Show you everything that you need to know. I want you to know today that you have a responsibility to let God guide you to a shepherd after his own heart. Because destiny is at stake. Glory to God. And this morning, I take the message to another level. I'm just rounding up last week. I want to read to you from um, Judges 12 and Judges 15a. It comes in a slide. So just sit still, enjoy the service, but pay attention. Judges 12. Yes. Destiny calls. In Judges 6, verse 12 and 15a, the New Living Translation, talking about the judge called Gideon. The Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. And today, angels still appear, but not all of them have wings. I've taught you that before. And said to him, mighty hero. What? Gideon looked behind him. Is there somebody standing behind him? mighty hero, the Lord is with you. But Gideon replied, saying, how can? Gideon looked at his situation, looked at his experience, looked at the failures, looked at all the troubles around him. The angel of the Lord that knows the end from beginning spoke to him about his destiny and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you, even in your troubles. He looked around, he replied, how can? Destiny, when destiny calls, 
Destiny does not determine who you are according to what you've been through. Destiny is not delimited to your experience. It's not even relative to your faith. Because God planned it before you were born. Mighty hero. If somebody were to call you a hero, you're going to say, which he what? He what? Mighty hero. In the midst of all his travails. You know the thing about destiny? Destiny is what God planned before you were born. It doesn't change just because you are in the valley. It doesn't change just because you are troubled. It doesn't even change just because you are failing for the time being. It precedes you. But it's up to you whether you will do the good works that will cause the destiny to be fulfilled. Are you there this morning? When it comes to destiny, God doesn't call the able. He enables those he calls. I'll say that again. <laughs> oh, when it comes to destiny, destiny does, God doesn't call the able. He enables those he calls. When it comes to destiny, you can be qualified for what you're pursuing, like your profession, like whatever you're doing. That's good. You can be qualified for it, but only God can qualify you to fulfill your destiny. There's no school you go to. There's no connection you have. When it comes to destiny, no, 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 no. You can't fulfill destiny by what you know by yourself. It is God that will help you to fulfill that. Anybody, anybody that understands the value of destiny must be a God chaser. Anybody that puts the right value on, 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 on destiny cannot take the word of God lightly. You cannot. You can become an SAN by your study and by going to court. You can become a surgeon by going to, but when it comes to destiny, I tell you the korokoro truth. Only God that gave you the destiny can help you to fulfill it. So if you see anybody that forsakes the Lord, know that they have walked away from their destiny. Go and tell them I said them. It's the one reason why you should behave yourself and go back. May we not live a hundred years. When they add it together, God says it's nothing. Do you, do you know what the psalmist said? It says my age is nothing before you. Because it's not how long you live. Hey, let me tell you, when time stops, I'm telling you all this nonsense about when time stops, when you die, there's only one person you're going to face. The one that made you and called you to a destiny. He's going to ask you, so what do you think you were doing? Did you make yourself? Who gave you the number of years that you had? Do you not know that you're going to answer to me? You try to tender the foolish arguments. He doesn't stand before God. In fact, when God is speaking, everybody hides. We need to tell people the truth. The God that we serve is a consuming fire. Beside him, there's no equal. He made time for man, but he dwells in eternity. And he said to me to tell you that walk by them in eternity sooner than later. You better listen to me in time. So when you face me in eternity, you will not regret it. How much time do you have? Does the Bible not say your life is like a puff of smoke? One minute is here, another minute is gone. You can be qualified for what you're pursuing, but only God can qualify you to fulfill destiny. This morning, I want to speak to you, hallelujah, on the subject, we are destined to win. Honestly, as children of God, we are destined to win. Help me give two or three people a high five. Say, guess what? You are destined to win. That's the plan of God for your life. You are destined to win. You will not miss it. I will not miss it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to pause for a minute. Look up on the screen and look at this scripture from Philippians 2 verse 10a. The Passion Translation of the Bible. Read with me. We have become a recreated people that 
will fulfill the destiny God has given each of us because we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Somebody help me celebrate Jesus this morning. By the mercy of God, in the person of Jesus, we have every reason to make destiny. The scripture says we have become, when we got saved, a recreated people that will fulfill destiny. You know, that gave me a lot of confidence because I'm a little crazy as well. Sometimes I, I feel like going my own way. Who knows what I'm talking about? Sometimes I just feel, God, just leave this side alone. Just let me be crazy for a while. And so, destiny becomes, eh, is it going to happen until I found the scripture? It says, a recreated people that will fulfill destiny. How? The destiny God has given what? Each of us. Because, that's why he's on the line, because we are joined to Christ, the anointed one. You know what that means? The Lord Jesus, when he died and rose up again, he made a commitment to be following us by his spirit. He made a commitment by the shepherds after his heart to guide us away from trouble, guide us through the valley, guide us to the banquet table so that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Guess what? We will dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Will somebody help me celebrate the anointed one? Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because of Jesus. You know, never preach a sermon. Never go to a church where Jesus is not exalted. He's the one that started the author and the finisher of our faith. The only thing is stay the course with him. When you miss it, go back to him. Because of Jesus, we will fulfill destiny. As a matter of fact, let no man boast that I got there myself. Listen, ain't nobody get there by himself. If Jesus no help us, we can't receive any help. Praise God. Lift up your hand. Says, I will fulfill destiny. Say, because of Jesus, I will fulfill destiny. Now, I want to show you what happened to our subject, Gideon. Gideon represents you and I. That's just the story. And I'm going to take that story. I'm going to I'm going to take it from verse 12, Judges 6, verse 12. Remember, we're li- reading from the um, New Living Translation. This story, when I read it to you this way, you will you will get a deeper understanding. Let me start from verse 11. Bible says, "Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Oprah. He sat there." Watching Gideon. Imagine an angel watching you. But you don't know he's watching you. And Gideon, the son of Josh, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. He was at a stage in his life that his life was so small, it was about hiding to survive. Hey, I wish I could preach that. Hiding your flaws to survive. Hiding the fact that you're owing too many people to survive. Hiding your inadequacies. And that's all the story of his life. He was hiding to survive. The angel of the Lord that had been watching him now revealed himself. You see, when the angel is watching you, it doesn't mean you can see the angel. The word appear means he made himself visible. So all the time, the angel was there. So, never lie when you come to the presence of the Lord. (laughs) He was there all the time. And the angel appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. No qualification. Just bam, bam, full stop. Mighty hero. No, no apologies. And the Gideon said, hold on a minute. Who are you talking to? And many of us today, if I were to pronounce the destiny God prepared for you, to you, you wouldn't believe it. And this story was written because of you and I, when we contemplate destiny. It looked to Gideon that his destiny was a destiny of high to survive. His destiny was, was, was shrouded in mediocrity and, 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 and ignominy. And that was all his experience. But I told you that destiny does not have anything to do with your reality. It precedes your reality. Before you were formed, God planned your destiny. And so he said, mighty hero, the Lord is you. 
Then Gideon said in verse 13, he said, Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us. Is that not our reality? How, how can you call me a hero? Who are you calling a great hero? If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Why am I going through all this? Because sometimes what we go through, we think nullifies the presence of God in our lives. No. And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Where is the power? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt in style? And now hasn't the Lord abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? You know, there are people in Nigeria today. Listen, when I when the Lord told me that people are, are weary and tired, I, I, I said, I said in my mind, I said, why wouldn't they be weary and I the Lord, you have you seen the traffic in Lagos? You know what I do now? I memorize every pothole. Because my mechanic is waiting for me. I don't even use driver anymore because my driver will cause me busy. Very soon I'll be entering tricycle if I leave my car to my driver. The, the portals are determined to make you carless. Have you seen the floor? There are some floors your car will enter, you will leave the car there and swim home. If you can swim. Your wife will say, where is your car? Baby, don't go there. That car. Omiti Belo. Praise God. And so, he said, hasn't the Lord abandoned us? With all that we're going, which kind of hero? And then in verse 15, the Lord, it says, but Lord, you don't reply, how can you say, I will rescue Israel? You know, however the word gets you this morning, don't sit around. This is your moment. Connect with your destiny. That's what church is all about. Listen, forget the hypocrites. They're only here to come and watch and gossip and go on. They will keep going on social media. You will keep moving forward. Hello? Uh So, let's, let's, let's be real. And so, he said to him, verse 15, How can I rescue Israel? Then he gave his CV. He says, my clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. Somebody say weak. Say weak. Financially weak. Emotionally weak. Eh? Eh? Which one again? Materially weak. Eh? Maritally weak. Which one remain? Politically weak. No, no, no connections. That's what it means. I, I know there are more. Let's leave it there. My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I, what? I am the least in what? My entire family. He said, this is my CV. And it was almost like, let me hear you say mighty hero again. You said it when you didn't know. Now that you know, Jacking Bo. Say it now, make her hear. You know, many of us, our CV is more real than the word of God. Your, your, your present condition can never affect your destiny. Because destiny is never pronounced based on your condition before or condition after. You know the thing about destiny? The one who wrote destiny is prepared to make it happen. He said, he said, I will make the barren woman the mother of children. We have seen it come to pass. And God has not changed. Glory to God. And so, the angel heard his CV. And the angel didn't run away. Your CV of your pain, of your trouble, of your needs will never intimidate the Lord. Because with God, nothing is impossible. As a matter of fact, he knew what you're going through before he wrote your destiny. Because he knows all things at the same time. 
But you know why he chose you? He wants to shut the mouth of people who think God is small. There are people that knew Gideon. Your tribe is the weakest. Manasseh, you walk in. From Manasseh, keep quiet. And in Manasseh, your family is small. Then in your family, you are the least. Anybody that wrote the story of our lives and think they have the right to pull a full stop. The testimony of destiny beyond success will make a nonsense of their prognosis in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because who has spoken when Jehovah has not spoken? Is it not God that speaketh a thing and has a power to bring it to pass? Listen baby, listen baby, I may be going through something. I may not have what you have. But if God calls me a success, if God calls me a mighty hero, I just want you to stay with me for a while. I just want you to watch me for a season. And you're going to find out what God said, God will bring it to pass. If you are the candidate for God this morning, let your hallelujah sound like thunder. It's like Moses. The Bible says they forgot about him. His own people are the one that said nothing will come out of this your boss that you are going to deliver. Get out of here. When your people reject you, you lost hope. He ran away. I was telling my children, Moses was so special, his birth was prophesied. He was so special. Listen, Pharaoh killed all the male children. Look at what he survived to be around today. You know what happened? The man that wanted to kill Moses was the one that funded his education. He lived in Pharaoh's house. He ate Pharaoh's food. He was called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That is the wisdom of God. He catches the wise in their craftiness. You wanted to kill him. And meanwhile, you are the one that fed him. Meanwhile, you are the one that sent him to school. Meanwhile, you are the one that helped him to grow up. And even after that, let me tell you about people. People generally don't understand your destiny. It was the children of Israel that rejected Moses. There's a problem with our families. You know that's why the Bible says a prophet is with honor except among his own people. If Grace Assembly you don't know me it's because I'm your pastor. Outside I have a bigger profile than this. That's the problem. And so they rejected him. He ran. He ran to Midian. In the land of Midian, he met Jethro. Jethro was a priest, a Babalawo, Ogonge. He was like a herbalist. He took a job from him. He settled there. He even married his daughter. He had grandchildren. You know, the Jewish people are not supposed to even eat with Gentiles. They're not even supposed to marry them. He broke every rule. Why? Because his reality was so painful. Many times, don't judge people. When you see them mess up, you don't know what they have been through. He settled there for 40 years. But destiny did not change. In 40 years of living in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing, let me tell you something. Even sin cannot change destiny. Listen, destiny precedes sin. And God will deal with your sin so that your destiny becomes your reality. And that's what he did in Christ. And so, this man, even his sister and his brother criticized him. How could you be talking? Moses, you married the daughter of a babalao. And they were talking and God came around and gave Miriam leprosy. You see, when God has dealt with the matter. No, put your mouth there. And so for 40 years, he abandoned destiny. In his own eyes, he had succeeded as a man. I don't get wife. I don't get picking. I get work. I get small business where they do. I don't succeed now. But I told you success is not what we should be talking about. It is destiny. So this guy said, how can? He forgot about Moses. How can a Moses that ran away for 40 years? Let me tell you, Israel had forgotten about him. Completely. They had rubbished him. Anybody that rubbished 
each and every one of us. There, listen, there is a surprise that is waiting for them. After 40 years, because of destiny, Bible says God showed up not as an angel. He showed up as a burning bush and said, you may have abandoned your destiny, but I that wrote your destiny, I will stand by what I said, and I'm here to reignite somebody's destiny today. If you're that person, give the Lord a shout and say, thank you, Jesus. My pain made me trade away my destiny. My failure made me think destiny will never happen. In the burning bush, God says, I am not done with you. Destiny calls. Destiny is calling you. Moses said that it's too late. I have been so broken. I used to be an orator, but now I am a stammerer. I have lost a lot of ability because of what I went through. God said, it doesn't matter. I will make provision for you. Which means every provision you need for your destiny, God is going to put in your hands. Can you shout amen to that? Moses went back to destiny. 40 years, seemingly too late. The next 40 years of his life. Compare his success in Jethro's house to his destiny when he crossed the Red Sea and took them to the promised land. That's why I worry about people that settle as success. When you put success beside destiny, you realize success is for small boys. Destiny is for people who know value. All the miracles that he did. And Gideon is like you and I. It's as if he never read about Moses. How can you say how can God make me a mighty hero? We have read about Moses. We've read about Gideon. And people are still here saying how can. Let me test you. Is it not true that inside your inside, is it not true that you have a sense of knowing that whatever state you are in is completely inferior to what you know that God has for you. Is it true or not? I said, is it true or not? Have some of you, some of you not had dreams where you see yourself in the le- level of splendor and glory that you cannot even tell people? Is it not true that many of these things we have buried because of our predicament, the state of Nigeria or something? Let me tell you something. Some people are talking about Moses running away to Midian. If some of you had passport, if some of you had visa, if some of you had money for ticket, destiny call, destiny knee, you for don't run. It's not that God could not have given you, it is so that you will come to church this morning. You will not settle for the kind of success in Jethro's house in the land of Midian. When God has the glory of the promised land for you. Some people are still frowning. Say, God for trying me. God for trying me. (laughs) Okay, be seated. Let me finish my sermon. I got to be out of here. Um, In all of this, and so in verse 15, that's where I stopped. And then in verse 16, the Lord said to him as a response. The angel didn't disappear. The angel was not troubled by what he said. Your CV is bad, it doesn't matter. The Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Because one with God is majority. The Bible says when the battle started, it said the men were, uh, what is the description later in, in the book of Judges? It says the men that came against them, they were like the sand at the seashore. It said their camels were without count that came against them. So when God said you will defeat them, you know what he did? He packed 32,000 people against uncountable people. That was all he could gather. God should have said, no, 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 no. You don't understand destiny. I am the author and the finisher of destiny. He said there are too many. Reduce them. They may be uncountable. 
he went to the battle with 300 men. You know what God said? He said, if I let 32,000 go, Israel will say they did it themselves. When it comes to destiny, God wants everybody to know you could not have done it yourself. I am the one that wrote it. I am the one that brought it to pass. So never say, how can? 300 men, this guy became a celebrity because the Lord showed up and said, your reality may be real to you, but it's your destiny that is real to me. Child of God, you have come to church today. I want to say to you that when we come to Grace Assembly and you look at our vision statement, you know that it accords with destiny. It says at Grace Assembly, our vision is that we inspire people to become what? It is to become successful, to become their very best before God. That's destiny. And amongst men. As they experience transformation through the ministry of the word of God. And that's speaking about destiny. I want to close. I say, what does God have to say to Moses? When you look at your destiny and look at how little you have, you think, how can it be done? But Moses, just wait till God gives you the rod. And you'll find that you can make destiny. With that rod, he parted Red Sea. With that rod, he did miracles. With that rod, he shot the Red Sea and shut down all his enemies. He said to Gideon, well for Gideon, don't despair. Don't give up because of what you were born into, what you inherited. Just wait for the arrival of your angel. From the day the angel came, everything turned around. To Joseph, what is the Lord saying in the day destiny calls? Stop hiding behind the mundane. The mundane was a job in Potiphar's house. He wanted to hold on to it. Stop hiding behind the mundane. Just wait for God to give Pharaoh a dream. I want to say, no, whatever you do, you must never stop doing this one thing on your way to destiny. And that is praying destiny prayers. You need to pray every day, the Lord, no matter what I go through, let my destiny be intact. Send me destiny instructors. Send me destiny helpers. Father, make sure I have a destiny guide because that way I'm going to succeed and I'm going to make and fulfill destiny. This Wednesday at Warfare Wednesday, we're going to come together and let God fight our destiny battles for us. I want you to stand to your feet. I want to say a prayer for you. I want you to stand to your feet and open your ears of understanding. I pray that this resonates with your spirit and your soul and gives you understanding and puts you in a, in a place of expectancy and that you are, you're getting ready to run through the gates that will open for you. Destiny calls. You know destiny is calling when God sets off a chain of events that at first seem unrelated but they are designed to usher you as a child of God into your glorious destiny. Destiny calls for some people when Goliath begins to threaten Israel. If you're a David, that's a sign that destiny is calling. Destiny calls when Saul's father loses his asses. <laughs> it's not an errand. It's an opportunity for destiny to be fulfilled. Destiny calls when Pharaoh begins to dream and says, I don't understand this dream. Destiny calls when the king cannot sleep and brings out the oracles of the events of the past and so somebody is about to be promoted. Destiny calls when Vashti begins to misbehave and somebody is taken out of the way because somebody else, the time has come. Can you lift up your hand to the Lord? I want you to pray today and say, Lord, I am like Gideon, born in a lot of trouble. I live in a country troubled 
surrounds me. I am weary, I'm tired. I'm hiding to survive like Gideon. But the same way Gideon didn't pray for destiny and destiny came calling. Lord, I believe that my destiny has come calling. I want you to pray and say, Lord, I won't say how can. If you can do it for a Moses who aborted every possibility. If you can do it for a Gideon who had no hope in himself. Lord, I tender myself to you. Guide me with your counsel from today to a glorious destiny. Child of God, you are destined to win. My message today is we're destined to win. Because he that wrote destiny is committed to it. someone here and I want the song to minister to you that when you leave this place you're walking on the path of destiny angelic assistance begins to go to place in your life what went wrong will not stop you new things are going to start happening
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the confidence that you give us in you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, thank you for the good work that you started in our lives. You are faithful to complete it till the day of Christ. You are the author of our destiny. You are a helper to fulfill destiny. Father, I thank you for everyone that has come today that none of us will be limited by what we are going through. None of us will be stopped by our environment. Our destiny in Christ, because we're joined to Christ, we will fulfill that destiny. We will succeed in the eyes of God and amongst men. To the glory of his name. Blessed be our God. In Jesus' name we pray. If you know that you're destined to win, clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. My time is gone. Help me look at your neighbor and say, I am destined to win. Help me pray for your neighbor and say, you will make it too. <laughs> Alright, I want to take tithes and first food this morning. If you have your tithe or your first food, this is the time to prove that you are destined to win. And line up with the one who guides us into